We know we've uh, we've been studying uh, First Samuel. We just started it, right? Um, but today, with the, the different activities and everything, I knew we weren't going to be able to get into uh, the opening of First Samuel the way that I really wanted to. Uh, I knew it wouldn't have as much time, and there wasn't really a good cutoff point in in First Samuel. So I was praying about it and uh, came across a little book you may be familiar with here uh, called Ecclesiastes. When's the last time anybody ever read Ecclesiastes? Anybody read it recently? Good. Good. Um, it was interesting because when you when you preach, I'm always looking for you know God to to give me something you know to say yeah you're you're doing right. And the day that I decided that I was going to switch to Ecclesiastes for Samuel, um, about an hour later, we sat here, and every PBS morning, Allison would meet with all the workers, and we'd have a little Bible study. And, and in that Bible study, we talked about Ecclesiastes. And um, I, I thought I thought it would be a good thing to bring to, to light today and, and run over. Um, we obviously, you know, we could make several weeks study out of the book. Uh, which we aren't going to do today, um, but we're gonna we're just gonna touch on it because I, I think it's it's apropos for what we're what we're what we're dealing with here with VBS and and the, the ministries that we have in the church here. So um, if you would turn to Ecclesiastes uh, one twelve, Ecclesiastes one twelve. There we go. Um, Ecclesiastes is a little bit different than, than 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel, like I said, was kind of a historical narrative. Ecclesiastes is more wisdom literature. So it's along the lines of Proverbs um, or Job, uh, right? So a wisdom literature is going to contain uh, riddles. It's going to have Proverbs. Uh, it's going to have large and small reflective essays. And it's going to have some poetry in there, too. So it's important that we know that. So the Proverbs... Um, that you may may have heard of. I wanted to point out a couple here. Has anybody ever heard of out of the frying pan into the fire? Okay, good, good. There's a Sumerian proverb from the Near East uh, in the biblical time there uh, that, that mimics that. I don't know if we necessarily got it from that, but it is the same thing there. It says, upon escaping the wild ox, the wild cow confronted me. Right, that's a proverb. Okay, blood is thicker than water. Have you heard that before? Uh, friendship lasts a day. Kinship lasts so we're going to see Proverbs in Ecclesiastes. We're going to see poetry in Ecclesiastes. And um, we'll talk more about that. But for now, if you would, please stand for the reading of God's Word. Ecclesiastes. We're going to be in chapter 1, and we're going to go verses 12 to 18. I, the preacher, have been king over Israel in Jerusalem. And I set my mind to seek and explore by wisdom concerning all that has been done under heaven. It is a grievous task which God has given to the sons of men to be afflicted with. I have seen all the works which have been done under the sun, and behold, all is vanity and striving after the wind. What is crooked cannot be straightened, and what is lacking cannot be counted. I said to myself, Behold, I have magnified and increased wisdom more than all who were over Jerusalem before me, and my mind has observed a wealth of wisdom and knowledge. And I set my mind to know wisdom and to know madness and folly. I realized that this also is striving after the wind. Because in much wisdom there is much grief. And increasing knowledge results in increasing pain. 
Lord, we pray that you would teach us. Lord, we pray that you would uh, move this, this pastor out of the way and your word uh, would come today to change lives. Lord, again, we thank you for this time. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You be seated. So we start off there. Um, Ecclesiastes there, he says, I, the preacher, have been king over Israel and Jerusalem. And in verse 13, he says, uh, it, And I set my mind to seek and explore by wisdom concerning all that has been done under heaven. It is a grievous task which God has given to the sons of men to be afflicted with. Uh, we look at that and we say, well, why, why is it a grievous task to, to uh, explore this, this wisdom? And we're going to have three things that we're going to look at uh, that, that make that task grievous. And the first of those three things is um, he's, he's challenging here in verse 14 the widely held notion that, that pursuit of knowledge fulfills life. Right? Pursuit of knowledge gives a person a permanent significance. Right? So you, the, he's saying you can go out and get all your degrees and, and, and become very powerful and whatnot, but in the end, does it matter? Right? And he, he uses the, the phrase here, uh, vanity. Vanity. All is vanity and striving after the wind. The Hebrew word there is hevel. Hevel. And it's the Hebrew word for smoke or vapor. Right? And so um, it's used in a, a few different ways. In Zechariah 10, 2, um, he says, uh, For the teraphim speak iniquity, and the diviners see lying visions and tell false dreams, and they comfort in vain. That, that same word there, uh, vain. Uh, it's absurd. In Ecclesiastes 8, 14, there's futility which is done on the earth. That is, there are righteous men to whom it, it happens according to the deeds of the wicked. On the other hand, there are evil men to whom it happens according to the deeds of the righteous. I say that this too is futility. That's heaven. It's smoke. Right? And it's, it's beautiful. Right? Smoke, you see smoke come up and it makes cool shapes and everything, but just about the time it makes that shape, it switches to another. And if you try to grasp it, you grasp at nothing. Right? You, you, you grab it and it's through your hand. Heaven. It's all heaven. Right? And he says... In verse 14, I've seen all the works which have been done under the sun. And this, this is what I really wanted to point out here um, in this verse here. All the works done under the sun. Right? We, can, we can strive uh, in our careers. We can strive in our education. We can strive in our uh, wealth building. We can strive in our uh, how we take care of ourselves. But as long as it's under the sun, it's all heaven. It's fleeting. It's over like that. And it has no eternal consequence. Right? When we, when we come to BBS um, and we, we sat down with those kids every day, or, or some people sat out front, or, or some people decorated before, that has eternal consequences. Amen. That will affect eternity. And, and odds are we may never know exactly how. Uh, you know, that one man plants the seed, one man waters the seed, one man sees it grow. But this, the, the work that we do, whether at the camp or, or in seniors Bible study or any of the other Bible studies, this has meaning. Amen. But everything else is heaven. It's heaven. Right? It, he, he continues um, in verse 14 there. He says, I've seen the works that which they've done under the sun, and behold, all is vanity and striving after the wind. 
And he says, if you go back, I told you that Ecclesiastes has some poetry in there. So in the beginning of Ecclesiastes, there's a poem. And it's a really upbeat and chipper poem. I'll read it to you. It's not upbeat and it's not chipper, but I'll read it to you. Uh, starting in verse 3. What advantage does man have in all his work which he does under the sun? A generation goes, a generation comes, but the earth remains forever. Also the sun rises and the sun sets, and hastening to its place it rises there again, blowing toward the south, then turning toward the north. The wind continues swirling along, and on its circular courses the wind returns. All the rivers flow into the sea, yet the sea is not full. The place where the rivers flow, there they flow again. All things are weird, wearisome. Man is not able to tell it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor, the ear, nor is the ear filled with hearing. That which has been is that which will be, and that which has been done is that which will be done. So there is nothing new under the sun. Is there anything of which one might say, see, this, it is new. Already it, is, it has existed for ages which were before us. There is no remembrance of earlier things and also of the later things which will occur. There will be for them no remembrance among those who will come later still. So he sees the, the futility there. Uh, if you go in and look out in nature, when we went up to camp, we climbed up on those mountains. Those mountains were there long before we ever went up there. And they'll be there long after we're gone. And the writer in Ecclesiastes, here, he's saying, he's looking at it and he's saying, this, our lives are just puffs, puffs of smoke. And, and time marches on relentlessly. Right? And everything we do under the sun doesn't matter unless it's for the kingdom of God. The second he, he, reason he finds it such a terrible task is he, he finds it a hopeless task. In verse 15 he says, What is crooked cannot be straightened, and what is lacking cannot be counted. Right? He, can't, he studied uh, wisdom, and he's looking at it and he's saying, I can't fix the problems of this world. I can't fix these things. And we get that too sometimes, right? We want to be in control. We want to, I, I can do this. I can fix this, right? We can't fix it. That's, that's what the writer is saying there. All of our efforts are pebble. The third uh, reason that he finds it such a grievous task are found in verses 16 through 18. The writer says, I said to myself, Behold, I have magnified and increased wisdom more than all who were over Jerusalem before me. And my mind has observed a wealth of wisdom and knowledge. And I set my mind in a wisdom and to know the madness of folly. I realized that this is also striving after the wind. So the, the writer, he, he said he, he went out and he studied wisdom. And he looked at all the things done under the sun. And that was striving after the wind or pebble. Right? And then he went out and he, and he tried to learn everything he could. And he tried to apply it. And that was striving after the wind. And so now he's going to, to study madness and folly. And folly is uh, enjoyment or pleasure, right? I mean, you can, you can live for that next vacation. You can live for the weekend. But Monday always comes. The vacation always ends. It's all heaven. It's all heaven. So the conclusion, based on, on what you would see from his little, little sermonette there, is maybe he's just a, a flaming pessimist, right? He's just, everything's, oh, it's terrible. Terrible. Turn to chapter 9 in Ecclesiastes. Turn to chapter 9. We're going to go to verse 7. The, the writer has, has he's looked at all these things. 
He's, he's looked at wisdom. He's looked at, at, at folly. And he's determined that God is in charge of everything. And we don't get to see this because we didn't get to really read through all the different chapters in Ecclesiastes there. But he's going to go through and break down everything. Um, wisdom, he's going to break down. Folly, he's going to break down. Um, all these things. And, and his final uh, thoughts there are God is in control. Right? I read you, I read you before where he said, uh, he talked about the, the fact that the, a righteous man will sometimes die early, right? Or an unrighteous man will live for a long time, right? There's chance. There's chance in there. And, and so now he's going to say, this is my conclusion. In verse 9, uh, starting in, in uh, I'm sorry, chapter 9, verse 7, he says, Go then, eat your bread in happiness, and drink your wine with a cheerful heart. For God has already approved your works. Let your clothes be white all the time, and let not oil be lacking on your head. Enjoy life with the woman whom you love all the days of your fleeting life, which she has given you under the sun. For this is your reward in life, and in your toil, in which you have labored under the sun. Right? He says, God is, is in control. And once you realize that God is in control, it frees you. Once you realize that the, the situation that you may be in at that current moment is from God, it frees you. So enjoy your wine with happiness or with a cheerful heart. Go have a meal with your spouse. Take a walk. Because this is what God has given us. 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, Whether then you eat or drink, and whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. The, the, the writer of Ecclesiastes uh, has one last poem that he closes on, and I'm not going to read it to you. It's, it's a little long here, but um, he talks about death. And you can see uh, in chapter 12, verse 6, he says, Remember him, him being God. Remember God before the silver cord is broken and the golden bowl is crushed, the pitcher by the well is shattered, and the wheel at the cistern is crushed. Then dust will return to earth as it was, and the spirit will return to God who gave it. Vanities of vanities, says the preacher, all is vanity. He says, time is marching on. It's relentless. Chance happens. Right? God is in control. We, we can plan all day long what we're going to do tomorrow, but we don't know. We don't know. We're not in control. So go out and enjoy a nice meal with your spouse. Take a nice walk. Remember God before you die. And then he ends it all in verse uh, 13 of chapter 12. The conclusion, when all has been heard, is fear God and keep his commandments because this applies to every person for God will bring every act to judgment everything which is hidden whether it is good or evil our Christian walk is all that matters right everything else is heaven it's smoke it's there and then it's gone what we do in this church what we do in our walk with Christ that's what's going to matter we, Allison kind of stole my thunder there. She was talking about um, the the superheroes, right? The last day of, of VBS when we did our, our Bible study there, I brought in a little balloon and it had Thor and the Incredible Hulk and all that. I said, this is what the world thinks a hero is, right? Something that can crush something. Brr, strong. I can throw a hammer really far. That's what the world thinks a hero is. But when God looks down, 
the heroes that he sees are the people that come day in and day out and preach the word and share the gospel. That is not heaven. That is what we do with these short, smoky lives. Is we focus on Christ and what we can do there. Ecclesiastes six seven says, "All all a man's labor is for his mouth, and yet his the appetite is not satisfied." Right? Our labor. We we buy food and we eat it and we want more. Right? That's how it goes. But the things that we do inside our walk with Christ is what matters. VBS youth camp, Bible studies. Mm-hmm. Is there hell in your life? When I preach, I'm not preaching to you. I'm preaching to myself. Is there hell in my life? Mm-hmm. Are there things that I'm chasing that are smoke? Mm-hmm. It would, it would, the last day of BBS, I gotta tell you, I saw a few people come dragging through the door. <laughs> right? <laughs> they were tired. They were tired. But that's what mattered. That was not heaven. Do we have heaven in our life? Are we chasing after smoke? This week, as you think about it, ask God to reveal that to you. And then ask him to open the windows of your, of your life to release it. And seek after God. For that is not heaven. Let's pray. Lord, again, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your your Bible, Lord. We thank you for Ecclesiastes. who It starts off pretty dark. And Lord, if, if the opening poem was all we had, it would be pretty dark. If all we chased after was smoke our whole lives and then we died and disappeared into the vast cosmos and that was it, that would be pretty dark. But Lord, that's not the way it is. Lord, you sent your son to die on the cross for us, Lord. So, so we pray that we would seek after you. That the things that are smoke in our life, the things that are temporary, the things that are fleeting, Lord, we would ignore those and seek after the true things, the things of Christ, the things that have eternal matter. Lord, we thank you for those. Lord, we pray that you would change us this week, that you would help us to, to find those out. As we go our separate ways, Lord, we would remember you. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.